Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Hello again, all of you podcast listeners. Thank you so, so much for tuning in again. This is Lucy, as always, and today's topic is how to sell a luxury product or the $7 donut. And what I'll be sharing is why I drove across town past three or four cheap donut shops, waited in line, and paid $7 for a donut. As you may guess, this is really about branding and marketing and positioning, giving service, and so much more that will help you stand out from a sea of people who are very low service and are practically giving their work away, or maybe they are. Maybe that's you, and you want to step some things up and sell in person and sell products and move away from delivering digital files. So a A big announcement, I'm starting a a group in September called Your High Dollar Happy Client Sales System Live. I will be teaching you my entire step-by-step program for becoming the trusted advisor, which to me is the best positioning as photographers, and help you learn to sell multiple wall portraits and albums each and every time to your clients. By the end, you will have learned how to be a master salesperson and how to increase your income significantly by following the steps. One of my coaching clients using my system paid for her entire coaching program, her one-on-one private coaching with the first session that she did and she had been about a two three hundred dollar shoot and burn photographer and um, so it's a system that works and i'd love to connect on that also if you haven't downloaded my ebook 10 big ideas for marketing high dollar portraits and wedding photography in the real world you're missing out (laughs) so be sure again to go to lucy dumas coaching and you'll see the link so It is story time, folks. So once upon a time, I started hearing about gourmet donuts. I heard about a shop downtown where there was about an hour wait and they sold out by 9 a.m. I'm not a morning person, so the chance I would ever go there at that time, probably unlikely. But then I heard about a new shop that seemed to, it still had a line, but it was a little easier to get to, and it seemed like they were open later. So I drove, as I said, several miles past many cheap and cheerful donut shops and stood in line and purchased $14 worth of donuts, which was two donuts. Now, were they fantastic? Yes. Was the service amazing? Yes. Was the branding super clear? Absolutely. Was I happy about it? 100%. 
So what I want you to think about as I go through some of the little notes that came out of a conversation on a Facebook page about the $7 donut, I want you to think about how you can apply it to your photography. One of the issues that comes up a lot, and I hear this, is there is so much competition and people are practically giving things away and I cannot compete with that. Well, the truth is, if we do something different and position ourselves for the buyer that's not just looking for cheap, but really wants quality and service and that feeling that they're doing something special, that this company, yeah, like the best, there are always buyers for that. I've heard this a lot in my 37-year career. There's always room at the top. So I want to encourage you to think about how you can get to the top in what is now a very crowded field. And so here we go. Here's my thoughts. I imagine that the person that started this was told by a lot of people that they were crazy. Why would anybody spend $7, $5 for a donut when you can get a piece of flour, grease, and sugar that has a hole in it for, I don't know, 75 cents to $1.50. I'm sure people said they were expensive. No one would pay that in this town. Also, there's the common, uh, maybe in another town, but in this small town or big town, or there's the recession or too much competition, you can't do that here. Well, obviously they did it and they were highly successful. One little side note to think about in our business is sometimes people get the impression that in photography, we do a certain markup. Like, oh, I mark up three times my cost or five times my cost. Well, I don't think that this donut shop marked up their donuts by figuring out the cost of the flour, the sugar, the eggs the whipped cream, the strawberries, whatever else went into making this donut by three times or five times or any times. I know they considered the cost of goods, but in our businesses, there's so much more to take under consideration. So I'd like to invite you to ignore anybody's advice that says you set your pricing based on markup. Now, that being said, I do set up my minimum pricing on something. So if I purchase a frame, I love frames from Hussar Frame for that custom build. I love the Levin Company for the classic frames that you would see everywhere. They both wholesale to photographers. And if a frame is two, three, five hundred $500, I mark it up three times or four times so that I know I've I'm able to make a profit. So here are 12 reasons why I spent $14 on two donuts and was happy to do so, or what they did behind the scenes that made this work. So first of all, they created a niche or they followed someone who was already doing well. As I said, I'd already heard about these gourmet donuts, so they weren't the first one, but they followed soon after. So there was already a proven path for that, that people wanted apple ponzu donuts or 
pineapple chipotle or strawberry shortcake. If they've never heard of something, it is harder to break into a brand new market, but it can be done. So number two, not everybody is going to want what you offer in a luxury market. And that's good because then you don't have to market to everybody. You don't have to knock on every door or put flyers out from a helicopter in a neighborhood. What you need to do is discover who your ideal client is and market to them. Now, this donut shop is in a neighborhood called North Park in San Diego, and it is known as the hipster capital of the world. You can look that up. So they picked the perfect place because what hipster would not like a strawberry shortcake donut or a butter rum with coffee accents. <laughs> All right, number three, they were super successful at branding themselves and they were offering something different. They created an entire experience. The quality was excellent. Their packaging, it was a beautiful box, not just a wax paper sleeve that you'd get at most donut shops. And the service, was the best service I've ever had buying a donut. Suffice it to say, this was not your normal store that sells flour, grease, and sugar in a fun form. <laughs> it's something for you to realize, people do not make their spending decisions based solely on the cost. They include things such as uniqueness, the service, the experience, and the overall style when evaluating where they want to spend their good money. So think about all of those things in your business. How can you bump that up? How can you create something that really stands out in a crowded market? What is it that you can do to position your business as a luxury product that people are going to be waiting in line to use? Because that's, that's the goal. <laughs> so think about, um, I remember when Victoria's Secret first landed on the planet. Maybe most of you think it's been around since the Victorian era, <laughs> but no, it hasn't. They, besides having beautiful lingerie and 90s and other girly things, they had such a beautiful brand, the pink and white stripes the logo design, the way they marketed, even walking into the store, there is a fragrance. So some of us are allergic to fragrance and that we're not their ideal client, but I know that that additional fragrance was carefully planned to attract the ideal client. And they gave excellent service, beautiful dressing rooms. Imagine they still do. And suddenly it became this beautiful luxury product that you could you could go into any department store and get nice lingerie but victoria's secret through doing everything well became just a household name as a luxury brand and that's what i want for you guys in your niche all right on to number 4 get clear on your brand message and who your target market is Promote to the people who would love what you do and find ways to reach them and inspire them to want what you offer. 
I know I've already basically mentioned this, just always bears repeating, is branding, branding, branding. Number five, the fact that there are already too many cheap donut shops in my town, air quotes around that, is not a reason not to offer something wonderful of higher quality because the right people will want it. If you stand out, they will come. Number six, um, that brings up word of mouth. A buzz was created. People started talking about $5, $7 donuts. Friends of mine, people posted on Facebook. There created a desire because other people loved it. And so I wanted to try it too. <laughs> so number seven, uh, I think this can apply, but never underestimate the value of addictive substances and addictive personalities. <laughs> These are known as ideal clients, especially if in our case, they're addicted to beautiful photographs. And I find that my ideal clients usually are fans of art. They love experiences and they do love photographs. More is always better for them. All right, number eight, competition is irrelevant if you offer something different, better, and special. There's a really great book called Blue Ocean Strategy, how to create uncontested market space and make competition irrelevant. Where the title Blue Ocean came from is because sailors, when they're in competition, often bunch up in a pack and the people that frequently win a race are the ones that go out into the blue ocean where there are not all of the other sailors. So that's what we want to think about is what is the space that everybody else is not hanging out in. All right, number nine, this shop was not fancy but it had a style. It was clean. It was cute. You could see the donuts on the rack, but they were not a great big glass case you looked down on. And the staff was really friendly and patient. They gave little descriptions. If I said, what does a ponzu pineapple donut taste like? They took the time and they were very knowledgeable about their product. So they were the trusted advisor once I got up to the line. If you provide a nice environment and are patient and guide your clients in the selection process, you will stand out from everyone else and you'll be able to guide your clients to make great choices and write you great big checks or give you their credit card. Number 10, as I already mentioned, it came packaged beautifully. One of the things I love to do with my portrait art is first of all, when they come to pick it up, I have it on easels, plural, because I almost always sell three to eight large portraits. And I go, ta-da! <laughs> and it's like this strong, special moment for them. They laugh, they cry, they hug me. One of my clients puts velvet covers over the portraits, so then they reveal it with a big, ta-da, taking the black cover off for each one of the portraits. I also send them home in nice packaging. Um, 
I use great big black fabric bags that have my logo on it. Rice Studio and Tyndale are the two places I know you can get these, and they're not expensive. $2, $3, $5. When somebody's investing $5,000, I can happily spend $20 to send them home in this nice, beautiful carrying case. All right, so let's see. Oh, we're at number 11, so we're almost home. <laughs> I love the principle a rising tide floats all boats. So a year before I went to the fancy donut shop, I had never heard of this idea. Then, as I said, this other one got a lot of press and word of mouth, and that started to create the desire. Think about Starbucks. They were not the first to have fancy little coffee shops, but somehow they made a decision to become worldwide have international domination by superior branding and marketing and I don't know what else. But what happened was then other fine quality coffee shops began to emerge because like I know I became totally addicted to back when I could still drink a lot of caffeine to having an afternoon cappuccino or espresso or something like that. And I would look for not just Starbucks, but other ones in neighborhoods and they just started multiplying. So don't worry if other people are offering higher end luxury photography, because it just creates more desire. The more people go into other people's homes and see wall portraits, the more they're going to want it for themselves. Number 12, we are mostly competing with ourselves to be the best we can be. So if you keep developing your skills, you keep growing, find a branding expert and have them help you discover what makes you special and unique and why people would want to work with you and only you. That is so powerful. All right, here's a little added thought that I had. So what if this donut shop had gotten my contact information and then sent me a thank you note, not an email, but a thank you handwritten note inviting me to become a VIP member with privileges like a special line that is not as long or certain donuts that are only available to members or advanced notification of flavors so I could mark my calendar or if it's someplace that sells out, maybe VIP members get to come in a half hour early. I would probably still be going there on a regular basis. I've kind of, it's not good for me to be thinking about donuts, but if I had this VIP membership and they stayed in touch with me, I probably would be a more of a repeat offender. <laughs> so I got a lot out of spending $14 on two donuts. I hope you did too. The summary of this is simply this gourmet shop found a niche that was underserved in their area. And because of that, they bumped up the prices of their limited product. They created a supply and demand. And also there in the niche, they created a product that was more interesting and special and custom 
than what is the standard expected donut. How that relates, of course, I, I think you'd be like, Lucy, you don't have to like tell me this, but we have to figure out what makes our photography special in our marketplace and how to set yourself apart. What is lacking in your area? And a lot of times these days, I think the full service wall portrait and custom designed album world is lacking in most areas. And then once you figure that out and get a really strong brand, market the heck out of it. Stick by your higher prices because you know that you are unique and therefore super valuable. So that is it for now. I hope I haven't made you hungry <laughs> for a donut, but see if you can find a fancy one somewhere <laughs> or not. Make sure it's gluten-free. So that's it for now, cool kids. I hope you got something out of this or a lot of somethings out of this and we'll share it with your friends and come back for more next week. Thank you so much. Big old hug from San Diego. Bye. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one -on -one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.